It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. David Forst, how are you on this Friday? Tony, what's going on? Well, the first thing we want to know is how is Mark Canna doing? I know you had to put him on the IL, and that's uh, that's a tough break because he's just been fabulous for you this year. He has. You and I, you and I find a reason to talk about Mark all the time, and this is this is not one of the better reasons to talk about him. So it's uh, yeah, it's a bummer to lose him for for ten days. We're we're hopeful that it's just. 10 days. We, we still are waiting for our, uh, our doctors to read the MRI, but you know, it's something that's been bugging him for, for a little while now. Not, not that different from what, uh, what was bugging Ramon. So, you know, maybe kind of a similar thing, but we'll, we'll wait to read the MRI and get our doctors on it later on tonight. And you know, it's the next man up mentality. And we talked to him earlier today, uh, Tony Kemp, I, he's going to get a lot of at-bats and he's going to probably lead off almost every day and play a lot of left field. Just what a luxury to have Tony Kemp really coming into his own. What have you seen with him? I, look, I, I've seen him do a lot of the same things Mark has done in terms of just filling in where needed and, and playing a little bit everywhere. I mean, obviously we talk about Mark playing all three outfield spots. Well, Tony's played the infield and the outfield. It made, made that incredible catch yesterday to, to help Lou out in the ninth and hit kind of everywhere in the lineup, first, second, ninth, and, and swinging the bat as well as anybody right now. So you're right. It's, it, it is the next man up mentality, and it's nice to have a guy like Tony who's playing so well to kind of pick up some of the slack. Yeah, versatility is the name of the game, and, and uh, that interview will be at 5 o'clock, and I was joking with him earlier today about – he and Chad Pender and how they have so many different gloves. You got to have your different <laughs> field gloves. You got to have your outfield gloves. I mean, these guys are bringing like four gloves to the game every day. They are. Yeah, you're right. Versatility is so important. And, and honestly, it's, it's part of the reason that we, we brought up Denial Machine today to play in the National League Park is because he has some versatility that he lends to, to Bob and the lineup. And, and you know when you're you're playing in the NL Park. You're going to be pinch hitting for pitchers, making double switches. Um, you know, when you have to figure out who's coming up, a guy like Machine can play infield and outfield and, and move around. So all those things are part of our everyday discussion here. And we just had Fran Reardon on the program, and he talked about uh, Machine has just been playing real well down there with the Aviators. How big is it that for you to establish inside your organization to like your guys at AAA saying, hey, if you play well, there's a chance you could come up to the big leagues. Yeah, I think that's the biggest sort of carrot you can leave out there for those guys. And, and you know, to be clear, there are a bunch of guys swinging the bat well and, and all in consideration. I mean, you know, obviously we've, we've Brown came up early, Sky, Sky's up now. We saw Luis Barrera for a little bit, but, you know, Greg Dykeman, Frank Schwindel, Jacob Wilson, all these guys – swinging the bat well that the aviators really got things going during that last 12 game homestand and, and started putting some runs up on the board. So, you know, it's nice to have some options. Again, we hope Mark is only out for, you know, a minimum amount of time, but I think we'll probably take advantage of some of the guys playing well in Vegas in the meantime. Yeah. Fran, Fran said they got lucky that it wasn't going to be 118 and that it was only going to be 108, <laughs> just 108. Dave. That's it. 
Fran has that dry sense of humor. I can hear him saying that. But yeah, both uh, both the Vegas team and the extended group in Arizona have run into some brutal, brutal heat in the last week or so. Talk about the one-two punch you got going right now with Chris Bassett and Sean Mania. Yeah, it's it's been huge, and and you know I know Sean didn't get the result he wanted in New York last Sunday, but man, I, I don't know that I've seen him just throw the ball that well, fr- frankly, since he pitched in Yankee Stadium at the end of 2019 when he uh, when he came up after rehabbing all that year and had such an incredible September. He was he was in total command there in Yankee Stadium, just ran into a couple a, a couple uh, knocks there in the last inning, but to have Chris out there is kind of a stopper. I think I think Bob said after the game yesterday that's you know that's what your ace does. That's frankly that's what an all star does. So you know Chris has been has been that guy for us, and and Sean has been just as consistent right behind him. And and, and speaking of Sean, how much are you seeing an uptick in his velocity, just not in a game, but also maintaining it? For sure, yeah. I mean we we saw right off the bat in spring training this year and. You know, came in uh, in good shape. He put on put on a little weight, some muscle in the off season, and and you can see how it allows him to get deeper in that start and still still be 93, 94 in the in the sixth inning, and that's that's huge for the way he pitches. So um, yeah, all those things are a factor in why he's doing so well. And you you look at this Bay Bridge series, David. I mean. A's have the second best record in June and the Giants have the third best record in June. When, when, when you, when you went over the San Francisco Giants, what did you see? <laughs> we saw a, a pretty good team, frankly, a little bit of a mirror of us, you know, that they, their starting pitching has been outstanding and gotten them here. I mean, uh, Vaughn's done a, a really good job putting together their pitching staff and, and, our old friend Andrew Bailey is, is running that group right now. So they've, look, they've done a good job. They, they have the best record in baseball for a reason. And uh, it's, it's great to have this series, you know, so exciting for Bay Area fans and have two really good teams playing each other. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Farhan is building the uh, Giants like you guys have built the A's all these years. I mean, you guys work together for years. How often do you guys talk? Um, certainly not as much as we did when we were in the same office, but, uh, now we, we text a lot. We stay in touch both, both professionally and personally. So I'm hoping to see him over there tonight. I haven't seen him in person in, and I don't know how long, but, um, yeah, I'm hoping to at least say hello to him tonight. And, uh, but we, we stay in touch via text quite a bit. How nice is it going to be, whether it's, this series or when the A's come back home and we do the reopening just to have more fans in the ballpark. Yeah, it'll be great. I know they're, they have big hopes for, for tonight's crowd over there and for the weekend. And, you know, we're feeling the same way about next weekend when the Red Sox are in, but um, yeah, it's been fun watching some games. I was watching the Mets and Phillies earlier today. They had a uh, kind of a midday game to start their doubleheader. That place was packed and, and the crowd was going crazy. It's it's a lot more fun to watch games when you, you see the excitement, no doubt about it. No doubt. And I, I don't know where this thing's going to go with checking every single pitcher. I mean, I, I could tell game two, the YouTube game, uh, where the camera caught one of the umpires. I mean, he barely looked at the hat. He barely looked at anything. I, these umpires don't want to do this. 
I mean, I understand it got out of hand with spider tech, uh, st- spider tack and that kind of stuff. But um, just your first impression of having your every pitcher check every single game. Well, well, first of all, I, I cannot confirm what you saw in the YouTube game because I thought that game was only for people under 30. So I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to find it on my TV because you and I are so old now, Chris. www.youtube. I'm clicking 698 and looking for Kype and Dallas and wondering where the heck they are. So, um, But now, look, as far as the, the umpire checks go, I actually told our group last week, I said, the idea behind this is to make sure everybody's on the level. And, and frankly, if there's a level playing field, I like our chances a lot. I think we've got a really good group here, have a chance to be one of the best teams in the league. And uh, and, and we should want it to be a level playing field. So I, I think after the sort of, you know, the uh, the first couple of nights where we saw some guys uh, make a big deal out of it. It's been pretty routine so far. You're not seeing it as much on the broadcast and, you know, it's kind of getting done off to the side. So I, I hear you. It wasn't a great look right away, but, but like everything, like the second base rule and like the pitch clock in the minor leagues, you adjust because the game is the game is the game. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. And I just don't want to see it weaponized. And, I, and I'm not accusing Joe Girardi of doing that, but that's what it looked like. And, you know, what are we going to do if managers start weaponizing this just to get in players' heads? That's not what this rule was, was is out there for. No, it's it's not. You're right about that. And it was clearly written in to demo that we got that, that a bad faith request on the part of a manager is not going to be tolerated. And I think the commissioner made that point clear. So I don't think we need to worry about that. And, and again, this is this is just another thing that will become part of the game and ultimately lead to something that everybody should want uh, a level playing field. Yeah. Marty Lurie's going to join us in a minute and he's a, he's a baseball historian and we talked to him earlier today about they've always been changing. Like the original mound wasn't even a mound. It was a box, right? It was like 54 feet. I mean, baseball over the years, has changed and adapted and that's why i don't understand when people sit back oh you can't change the rules you can't do this our game's always been evolving totally agree yeah i totally agree and and it maybe now in in today's today's game it's a little slower than the nba or the nfl who are constantly tweaking their rules and no i i like the balance that we've struck there's you know there's a healthy uh, awareness of tradition and, and the things that make make the game great, but w- we do have to be able to adjust. And, and you're right, the the mound was lowered, the mound was moved, you know, all these things. The, the ballparks are different. You know, we used to have these cavernous ballparks, and and then you know, and you start building ballparks more conducive to hitting, and it goes back and forth, and you're playing it at a mile high in Denver. So look, all these little changes. Everybody, everybody adjusts, and, and ultimately what, what we're looking for is the best product. So I, I'm not too worried about it. I can tell you on our postgame show, everybody, uh, they're throwing out a lot of names out there for you to uh, go acquire. How, how, how's your cell phone been working lately? <laughs> I, uh, I guess I've missed all those recommendations. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to send, them, send them all to me in an email. Um, you know, those those conversations are starting. I'm, I'm getting a little more familiar with uh, my cohorts around the league and, and starting to look. And, and ultimately, 
the, the team on the field is, is going to determine what we're able to do. And, and we've got a month still, um, you know, what are we, June 25th, we've got about 35 days until that July 30th trade deadline. And we, we will evaluate our team and, and figure out what makes the most sense. But it's, it's definitely on our minds. Um, we're, having, we're having conversations internally with Bob about it, and uh, we, won't, we won't miss out on that deadline, I'm sure. You know, when, when you look at the standings, it, it looks like there's going to be more buyers than there's going to be sellers. How, how does that make the market tough when you're one of the buyers? It, it definitely does. Yeah. And, and again, there's a long way to go. Who knows what happens in the standings over the next, uh, over the next month, but it's, it's a factor for sure. And, and particularly uh, if you're looking for pitching, uh, no matter, no matter what year it is, no matter how many buyers there are, if you're in the race at the end of July, you're going to be looking for pitching. So that's always the case as far as supply and demand goes. So it, it affects our, our conversation, maybe our ability to do something and potentially even our timeline for, for jumping out to do something. But I think we've, we've had years where it made sense to do something around the all-star break, maybe get a jump on the market. We've also had years where we had to let it play out and, and do something last minute. So, um, you know, without, without tipping my hand too much right now, uh, I'm, I'm ready to take recommendations from your listeners and we'll see how it goes. I got, let's end on this. This has to be like up there as one of the best parts of the job, the trading deadline. You're a poker player. You're playing poker with, with 29 other GMs. It, 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 rate this when you talk about, Hey, it's great to be a GM. Is this one of the best reasons why? <laughs> uh, look, it's a lot of fun um, to, to think about it, to, to be able to have the chance maybe, maybe to improve your team, but Look, I'll be honest, when you're 46 and 31, a lot of things are a lot of fun. So it, it's fun to think about the draft and who we can add to the organization. It's fun to go to the ballpark every day and, and talk with Bob and the coaching staff about that night's lineup or, or who's, you know, who's doing what. Um, the trade deadline is, is just another part when you're, you know, when your guys on the field are, are doing what you wanted them to do and, and make it fun every day. The trade deadline is just another part where you're like, all right, let's, Let's get after this. Let's see what we can do. Enjoy the Bay Bridge series, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Appreciate it, Chris. David Forrest, the general manager of the Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.